At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin hour number two of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We are here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And, Wes, I got to say, when you look at Major League Baseball and the prospects going forward here, in the AL West, every year, we get it. The Strohs now are the team to beat, and for good reason. Right. I feel like we always fall into the Angels trap. They, they've got the talent. They've got a murderer's row right there in the middle of the lineup. They're going to have a healthy Mike Trout coming back this year. Knock on wood. So you hope he's good. Are you buying into the Angels maybe as a viable player? Because the Astros, 92.5 is their win total. That's eight games over the Angels right there with the M's. Seattle feels like a team that people are starting to buy in a little bit of buzz there. And then the rest of the division with the Rangers and the Athletics, we know the A's are, are just sell, sell, sell right now. So they don't feel like a viable option, at least at 25 to 1. But when you look at those numbers, does anything jump out besides H-Town? Yeah, I understand why the Astros are the favorite here. However, you got to still replace Carlos Correa. You do. And you've got to get Justin Verlander back to total health here. So I may be falling into that uh, Angels trap. I don't know if our colleague and Angels superfan John Von Tobel is listening. <laughs> He's going to talk to, talk me out of it and say, Wes, no. Wait a minute. No, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't fall into this team here. Something always goes wrong. But, you know. Maybe the Angels. I think you do have two teams right here, though, that can capitalize. I I, I don't really love the Astros. Really? I understand why that they're the favorite here. But, yeah, this isn't a team uh, that I think is just going to necessarily run away with this division. Uh, Seattle Seattle absolutely made a ton of moves. They did. Uh, Cincinnati Reds very much helped them out. Uh, pretty much giving them Eugenio Suarez and, and – uh, and a, and a couple other players uh, just gave those guys away. Well, the uh, Jesse Winkers of the world, and you, you all of a sudden yes. you look at Seattle, and it is like Cincinnati West, if you will, the Pacific Northwest specifically here. But I look at the win totals, and to West, if, if the Astros are still the cream of the crop, there are other wins in this division because the Rangers and we believe the A's are not going to be competitive. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, if you had to hop on Anaheim and or Seattle at 84 and a half, they right. feel relatively low. Which one you would you identify to say, yeah, this is an above 500 team that might be able to crack that that 85 win plateau? Uh, lean to the Angels in terms of the over. Now, one thing I will say for Seattle, they finally might have a true ace because look, King Felix was out there for so many years, yeah. but obviously King Felix in like the last two three years of his career was no. not the same guy, was not the king, more like the prince necessarily, <laughs> but. 
you now you got Robbie Ray, and Robbie Ray, you know, can strike guys out. I think he got his control issues because he strikes out a lot of guys, but he'll walk a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. But now you do have, I think, a true ace on this staff. Seattle, I think, was very scrappy and competitive last year, despite being down on talent. You mentioned uh, Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez. That gives that a pop. They've, uh, you know, Kyle Seeger no longer there. So this is, in many ways, a lot of a new lineup for Seattle. And this is a team that will be aggressive on the base paths with uh, Crawford especially. Mm -hmm. So they'll try to manufacture runs that way. But if I were looking at an over with one of those two win totals, it would probably be it would probably be Anaheim. I know Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They're still the Anaheim Angels to me. Just me too. Because I think you know if 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 Trout is healthy and Otani is healthy, look, two of the best players in the American League on your roster. Now, the one thing that's going to happen to happen for the Angels though is Pat Sandoval. I think that's the guy that needs to step up because that's a guy I thought a lot of when he came in through the system. Got kind of knocked around, and probably as a left-hander, you're going to have that happen in the mm-hmm. American League because you got to really learn how to pitch against these guys. Now, uh, no difference between the two in terms of a designated hitter with that being in both uh, in both uh, the American and I don't National like League. I don't but, like it, Wes. You know, and then you've got Thor, of course, who, who but that's what the Angels kind of do, and that's why I know that they always disappoint. They always get that big free agent, you know. They got Rendon the year before, didn't make a difference. Now you're getting Syndergaard. You still have Otani in the rotation, but the guy I think that is going to have to be good that maybe could make this Angels team better than we think is Pat Sandoval. And and I think Joe Madden. I, I, look, I, some people say, and I come from Chicago, and when the Cubs broke the curse there, and Madden, of course, was a skipper there, a lot of people think it was just by happenstance. I don't know that that is. He won in Tampa Bay. He won in Chicago. I think eventually he might win in Anaheim, too. And I'm with you on this team. They, it feels like the team, it's time to buy in. And I think part of that is because when you have Shohei Otani, right? Like, I don't know that we've seen a phenom like this. And now they have the Shohei DH rule in effect this year in Major League Baseball. Remember last year when Shohei pitched, he had to come out of the game when he came out of the game. Now, if he pitches, he can still bat. Yeah. So you're going to keep Otani's bat in the lineup as long as you want him in the lineup. And one thing is they're going to have to need need to keep him healthy because the Angels, like one through three, pretty good in the rotation. But then you look near the bottom, and that's what kind of scares you a little bit about this team is when they get into, like, the Jose Suarez's and perhaps Michael Lorenzen, who is kind of like a middle relief guy in Cincinnati. That's what worries you about the Angels, and that's why I think they're probably only at 84 and a half instead of, like, the high 80s. Well, let's talk a little bit about the MVP race. And when you look at it, we mentioned it with Vlad Jr. in the first hour of this program. When you look at the MVP race, and maybe this is why we're high on, on Anaheim this year. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are one and two in the American League to be the MVP. Now, we get it that Shohei is the reigning defending MVP at plus $3.50. You can get Trouty at four to one. Look, he clearly, he was not Mike Trout last year. He's banged up all year. Now he's coming back after being shut down. Do we just assume at that price point that Mike Trout is going to be Mike Trout and still the best player in baseball when he's healthy. Well, that's hard to assume, but look, we've seen Mike Trout win the MVP when the Angels were around a 500 team, which that's seemingly what they are every single year. Right. This is where their win total usually is because there's the expectations because they do make some big acquisitions in the offseason. That's why they're 84, but inevitably, most years, it seems like the last couple of years, they're around 81 games or 80 and 82 or something like that, but because Mike Trout is arguably the best player in baseball, he gets the benefit of the doubt. Now, that being said, I don't want any part of those two prices necessarily. Ooh. And keep in mind, these markets are going to adjust throughout the season. So you don't have to necessarily get all of your, okay, who's going to be the MVP or the home run leader, or the Cy Young. That's it's obviously change. what we're talking about. Right. But these are going to change and you're going to get good numbers. So look, I mentioned about the Blue Jays. If you're high on them, everybody's going to go to Blad, but Bo Bichette at 25 to 1, that might be a guy to consider if you like the Rays, Wander Franco at 20 to 1. So there are players down kind of in that second tier, if you will, or second group of five that I think might have some nice prices. Well, I tell you, if you play the Angels over 84 and have. You go, you can't win 85 games with, with Shohei Otani at the top of your rotation mm-hmm. and in your line. I mean, they, they found ways, though, because that they pitching do. has been absolutely dreadful. Let's switch divisions, stay in the West, but go to the National League. And we just had Will Hill on from New York. And Will says, as a long-suffering Metropolitan, as a Yankee fan, 
That's what he is now. And I got my buddy John Chu in studio today. He's a big Yankee fan. And these guys don't know what pain is as a Metropolitan fan, right? Oh, the Yankees aren't going to get all the big free agents. That's what the Dodgers mm-hmm. do. So now the Dodgers have become the Yankees of the NL West, right? To Will's point, that we're just going to go get every big free agent. We're going to make all the acquisitions. And that's why our win total is almost, you got to hit 99 wins if you want to play the over with the Dodgers. I mean, my goodness, 10 wins more than the next team being the Padres. And then the Giants may be a little disrespected at 85 and a half. I don't know what to make of the Rockies with Chris Bryant there now. And the D-backs feel like a long way away. 98 and a half. How in the world do you play the over? Well, uh, I mean, that that probably is the only way I could play it, honestly. If you look at the division price, it's getting to where it's maybe just slightly in range to play at 225. I think if this got to 250, then you probably leave it alone. But maybe, and a lot of it's been extracted because I think earlier in the offseason before they got Freeman, they were like 185 or something like that. Right. So I think they're going to win this division. But what I will say for the Padres, not a lot of value, I think, in terms of the win total market, but. I think the Padres are going to be better this year. I know everybody, the expectations, you know, Way too high were so last high year. last year. And sometimes it takes a team. Maybe that's what the Blue Jays are going to be mm-hmm. in the AL East, where it was like, I kind of think they're a next year team. And maybe next year is now this year for the San Diego Padres, because I don't want to, you know, because they're in that division, I don't really see any value necessarily in the win total, but I think maybe if you want to attack them, you attack them in the futures market. Uh, but you might be able to even wait on the San Diego Padres because they got to stay around 500 for the first six to eight weeks without Tatis Jr. in the lineup. But I do think that this team is going is going to be better, and maybe the expectations uh, last year ought to be this year. Yeah, because it felt like early on we we just kind of penciled in San Diego and L.A. I was going to go down to the wire. It did not happen that way. What about the Giants very quickly? Because I know plus 550, they were the story of baseball last year with the way they kind of got it done, right, with, with quote-unquote no names. And, again, disrespected in the marketplace when it's only 80, 85 and a half. I say only. But I still feel like, boy, third? Mm-hmm. They're picking them third after what they did a year ago. Are you buying back in on San Fran? Or do you think that maybe it does fall back to where we thought they would be? I think they're kind of going to be where they are. Look, they did lose a few cute pieces. Uh, Chris Bryant gone. Kevin Gaussman has gone. Donovan right. Solano has gone. Buster Posey has retired, the mm-hmm. longtime leader of that team. I think that they can replace Gaussman with Rodon, even though he's coming off a career year in Chicago. And usually guys that come off that career year, you kind of want to fade or kind of want to skirt, at least in some of the awards markets the next year. They Brought in Jock Peterson, but that's asking a lot to fill Bryant and Solano's shoes. Uh, Joey Bard has been a really good prospect, so I think he'll be fine at catcher. But obviously, Buster Posey was the cornerstone of that franchise. So that is hard to kind of, uh, you know, move past that. But, you know, 85 wins, I would put them probably like 84 and 78 or 85 and 79. So no value in that total market for me. Have the Dodgers become the Yankees, though? The modern Yankees? Oh, Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So now I can hate them like yeah. I did the Yankees. I mean, back they, in the day. They, now that they have the DH in the National League, they can basically platoon DHs with Freeman and Turner and and and, and Seager, all those guys. It's just superstar. It's just yeah, it's an embarrassment it, of riches. It absolutely is. So now we can hate on the Dodgers America collectively like we all do the Yankees. All right, much more to get to. When we come back, Harry Gagnon is going to join us, going to break down the final four, get Harry's thoughts on that. Obviously, it is Blue Blood Central when we get to Saturday uh, at the final four. So come on back. Much more to get to. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The NFL Draft is right here in Las Vegas. We're going to have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Humans and Michael Lombardi, of course, a former NFL GM. Our VEASAN host, Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick, and Sean King, a Super Bowl-winning champion quarterback. We're going to have insight that you can literally bet on. Also, legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his best draft bets in our NFL Draft betting guides. Sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the Masters, the start of the Major League Baseball season and the NFL Draft for only $19 at vston.com slash spring. There is always something right here at VEASAN. Cannot wait to get their thoughts on the NFL Draft. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. A pleasure to have back in the program today Harry Gagnon, former uh, Las Vegas Sportsbook Supervisor and Against All Odds podcast host with Cousin Sal. Great to have Harry back in the program. And Harry, before we really dive into this Final Four, and it is Blue Bloods, and I know people are already tired of hearing that term, Blue Bloods, but that's exactly what it is. What's your overall view of what you've seen so far in the NCAA tournament? Because I know the story was St. Peter's until the Elite Eight, and it feels like Duke has picked up the rest of that steam in Coach K's swan song. Yeah, that, thanks for having me on, guys. By the way, you know, I think overall here the tournament's been great. It's been a lot of fun. But uh, I'm against a lot yesterday. We went over it yesterday, and I made an, a point like, Overall, though, this past weekend, the games were not good. I mean, the shooting was atrocious. The scoring was way down. Um, It it made me think that, you know, overall, again, the tournament's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong with the upsets and and everything. But just this weekend's games were just disappointing um, from just watching, just like struggling, teams struggling to score. It was almost like um, I I made a comparison to the guys, like what was worse, the week this past weekend of games or the super wild card weekend of the NFL playoffs, because that was bad too. And we were like 50, 50 on it because just this past weekend, it's like, we saw like, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Cinderella ran out uh, on, uh, on St. St. Peter's, but I mean, it was just, it was tough to watch this weekend, especially uh, that last game against North Carolina, where they just couldn't even manufacture shots, let alone scoring. 
So, Harry, kind of more of a macro question here before we get to the individual uh, fi- semifinal matchups here in New Orleans. You talked about the scoring being down. And, look, the games, I think rightfully so, the regionals got moved back into arenas. I don't really like the regionals being in, like, a big mm. stadium like Lucas Oil Stadium mm-hmm. or, you know, Jerry right. World or the Houston Stadium. I like them being in the arenas. But do you think the scoring was down just because of the byproduct of the upsets? Because that's always the danger. It's like we love the upsets, but then we get some bad round of 16 and bad Elite Eight games. Would you expect the scoring just in general to pick up here in New Orleans, just having better teams despite the fact that the sight lines are always different in stadiums? I think it's going to be up a bit more. I will get to that in a little bit here, but I think it's going to be. I mean, you just, again, the St. Peter's couldn't get manufactured shots. Arkansas against Duke couldn't figure out, like, if it wasn't Note making that creating, they couldn't figure out how to get shots off, taking bad shots. And you know what? Guys, over the past, like, weekend and, and everything, you could see that these shot selections from these teams, the, they were so bad, they were not going in. You saw the angle from what you were watching on television, that they weren't even, they weren't even, there's so many air balls, so many front runners. Uh, I expect this, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, uh, a number two, uh, another number two, Kansas the only one seed there. And North Carolina, I understand, is an eight, but they're definitely not playing like an eight, so I expect scoring to go up this weekend. Talking with Harry Gagnon. Again, follow him on Twitter at AAO Harry. Let's talk in specifics about that. Let's start with maybe the most highly anticipated Final Four game ever. You can make that argument when you have Duke and North Carolina yeah. uh, not only meeting for the first time in the NCAA tournament, but obviously here in the Final Four. Harry, how do you break down Carolina? You just mentioned this is not an eight seed. They're not playing like an eight seed. Uh, it feels like now, after what they did at Cameron Indoor to close out Coach K's swan song in the regular season, if they can pull the double dip, Harry, and do it twice to K, I mean, not we're always going to remember K for being K, but that would be one hell of a way to go out, and you know that's what Tar Heel Nation wants to see. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this has been an unbelievable run by North Carolina in the tournament. And let's let's be let's give them credit for what they've done before that we get to this game where like when is the last time they're in eight, what they did to Baylor, now I know Baylor came back and sent that game to overtime and maybe everyone thought maybe that was it for North Carolina. They blew it and now they gotta go to overtime, but they still survived. Uh, and what eight seed has ever had a twenty to twenty five point lead on a one seed in the tournament ever. What North Carolina do is North Carolina doing is pretty much historic. Uh, I mean just the three freshmen leading scores, the best players on the team, thought they may just, you know, quit at some point. Uh, come, uh, excuse me, I mean, North Carolina, the, the players have been fantastic in terms of, sorry, I'm talking about two things a second, but Mark Williams has been fantastic uh, um, for, uh, I'm, talking, I'm talking about Duke here, mm-hmm. uh, just been fantastic in terms of the situation against North Carolina. Um, I think Duke is a situation, is the team that needs to overcome here what happened against Coach K and in Cameron. I think this is going to be a situation where they're going to be able to do it. Mark Williams has been unbelievable for this team. He's 25 of 31 in the tournament. Um, he's uh, 28 of 24 from uh, you know from from for them. Uh, I think this is a situation where uh, in the first meeting Duke 87-67 at Chapel Hill. And then the last game, 94-81. I think more than anything in this game, uh, I think this game goes over. I think we're going to see a lot of points here. The Blue Devils have scored 78 points three times in this tournament, 85 in and, and their other game. Uh, I think this is a situation where, again, um, UNC wins, won the battle, uh, beating Coach K and Cameron, but Duke wins the war in the Final Four. I like Duke minus the four here just because, of uh, again, their, their play – uh, inside, they're, 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 they create great shots. Griffin has been fantastic. And I just don't know if North Carolina is going to be. I mean, listen, if North Carolina could pull this off, like you just said, that would be unbelievable. But again, I don't think it's going to happen to Coach K again. I like Duke to get the cover here, and I like the game to go over 151.5. Griffin and the team, like I said, create great shots. Um, and I think it's a situation where they just get it done, Duke gets the cover, and the game goes over. Harry, we line up on the same side here, but uh, Dave and I were doing an exercise of, okay, bet now, bet later. Where do you think this number is going to go? It seems like, look, there's obviously going to be a lot of Duke backers that kind of see it the same way you and I do, but there's that anti-Coach K sentiment out there, and bettors do bet, rightfully Mm -hmm. or wrongfully, and a lot of times wrongfully, with their emotions. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to see plenty of support for the heels. Do you think that this is going to close north of four or south of four or just right at four where it is right now? 
I think it's going to stay right at four. I, but I, I think it's going to stay right at four because you're going to get both. You can get action from both sides. Both teams are extremely popular, as we know. Um, and, and I also think that the over at 151, I can see that crawling up too because, again, also North Carolina, two of their four games in the tourney, they've scored in the 90s. Um, and the St. Peter's game, you, uh, you know, you really have to kind of throw out because uh, the Peacocks couldn't get anything going offensively. And uh, that was okay with North Carolina as long as they had the 15-20 point lead. I mean, they've had different scores in all four games that the Heats have. Uh, Maddock had 28, Davis 30 versus Baylor. I mentioned that game a little while ago. Caleb Love 30 versus UCLA, and his three-point shooting carrying that team to that win was unbelievable. And Bakket, uh, Bakket, uh, 20 and 22 versus the Peacock, 20 points, 22 rebounds. He's a rebounding machine. Gets a lot of uh, baskets off those offensive rebounds. So I think we're going to see an up-and-down game like we did see uh, North Carolina against Duke during the regular season where those scores were both high, both over 151. So I can see that going uh, over the number here. They scored 151 in the first, 154 in the first meeting. In the last game in uh, Cameron, they scored 175. It was 94-81, as we mentioned. Um, Swanson, the last game for Coach K at home in Cameron. North Carolina was unbelievable in the second half there. So I think that over at 151, we could see that going to win 153, 153 and a half. But I think the line itself, you're going to get backers on both sides. I think it's going to sit solid at four. I got about a minute and a half to go here with Harry Gagnon. Got to get your thoughts on Villanova and Kansas here. We know Villanova is not at their full strength here against the Rock Chalk number one seeded Kansas Jayhawks. What do you make of this number here? And, and right now it feels like this one could go up once people really dive into that Villanova injury news. Yeah, yeah, we're right. We'll be great coaches here. Bill Self, uh, Jayhawks, Jay Wright, and a fantastic coach. Villanova, he can overcome stuff like this. But boy, just losing Justin Moore, second leading scorer on the team behind Gillespie, is going to be very tough to overcome. Uh, Samuels and Daniels are going to have to really step it up. But overall, here, uh, I think Kansas is the play who's like, you know, being treated a little bit because of the North Carolina Duke situation, like the redheaded stepchild here, as they're the only one season remaining. But still, I think this is a situation where Kansas, what they did in the second half, against Miami was amazing. I think that was the biggest point differential in a half in, uh, in an elite eight game in 32 years. Wow. We know what they're capable of. Obagi hasn't been playing that great, though, for them. The best score uh, was for him to play a little bit better. He played better in that game against Miami, especially in the second half. But I think this is a situation where just too much to overcome for Villanova. Great run by them. But still, I think the number one seed, Kansas Jayhawks, and Bill Self, move on. All right, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Harry. I always enjoy the conversation. We really do appreciate it. As always, again, follow him on Twitter at AAO Harry. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have another treat for us because Mike North is going to join us from Chicago and can't wait to talk more Major League Baseball, get his thoughts on the Cubs and the Crosstown White Sox, which team will be better. That's always a point of debate in the city of Chicago. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on VC Lee Sports Betting News. Here on the Lombardi Line, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, I'd be remiss if I did not mention that Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, the croissant combos. And if you like your coffee, you can have it hot or cold. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked, sizzling bacon, freshly cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes. And it's simply OJ to bring it all home. So make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru. Pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Mandy's choose wisely choose Wendy's and man that breakfast baconator sure looks good here on a Tuesday always love having Mike North join us from the great city of Chicago follow him on Twitter as I do at North to North Mike welcome back to the Lombardi line and you know I said going to break that in the city of Chicago and I was there for eight years and you always heard it like it's Cubs 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 White Sox now it feels like maybe little brother is going to be big brother, at least for bragging rights this this year in the Windy City. What do you make of where the Cubs are in relation to the White Sox in the city of Chicago? Well, you know, it's just great to talk to both you guys. And, Wes, maybe I'll hit you for a golfer that can win a match for me uh, <laughs> at the end of the conversation. But I got to tell you, I, I think the White Sox are never going to be what the Cubs are because of the area, because of 
of locale uh, because of uh, the way they marketed on WGN back in the day, the Superstation. Now they got their own, uh, which what which Vincent is on, which is Marquee. Um, so I think it's always going to be hard to top the Cubs, especially if the Cubs become good. I think what's sending mixed messages here is it looks like the White Sox and Jerry Reinsworth's later years are trying to win, although they didn't do a whole lot uh, to pick anybody up. I, I, I think they need a, uh, another starter. I think they need another hitter. But that uh, they're still the favorites, even though Minnesota has improved. Uh, but to me, it's uh, going to be the Cubs. But, but it could go back if the White Sox were to win the World Series. And let me just tell everybody this. They haven't won a playoff game. Mm. since they won the World Series in 2005, so it's been a long time. But if they get on a little bit of a roll, they'll still back some of that thunder because in the 40s and 50s and 60s, the White Sox were the Boston Chicago guys before uh, the Cubs took over with Harry Carey uh, in the 80s. Up until then, it had been more of a White Sox sound. Mike, uh, staying in the AL Central here, obviously the White Sox, pretty big favorites, $2 about to win the division, 10-game difference Mm -hmm. in terms of win total with the Twins. Did the Twins, though, have been very active over the last few weeks, obviously getting Correa improvements perhaps to that pitching staff. Do you think the Twins did enough with the White Sox really not doing a lot and standing pat with that young core in the offseason? That's a good read. I'll tell you what. I think the Minnesota Twins are going to give them all they can handle. I hear people talk in Detroit. Yet I see the total guys at 77 and a half. Last year they won 77. Did they overperform last year? Are they going to come down to earth a little bit with that young ball club? I think they will. If I had to put a, uh, a bet down on Detroit, I would take the under. Even with A.J. Hens, you can't perform miracles. The Twins, you're right. They picked up. A lot of players, I think that I want to see, I think they must have been running a country club last year. They were favored to win that division, even with the White Sox, uh, or, or they were co-pilots, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sano looked heavy. Their team looked lackluster. Baldelli looked lost. Uh, but I think they probably put their nose to the grindstone. They made some changes. They got better pitching. And uh, you know what? I think they're going to give the White Sox all they can handle. They had an off year last year. I think it just snowballed. Where the White Sox, I think, uh, proved to everybody, you know what? They had a couple bad injuries, including Lewis Robert. Jimenez uh, uh, had left. Um, they lost a couple other guys. Uh, but uh, they overcame that. So if they can stay healthy, they can they could be a wrecking crew and get the over 91 or 92 that, that we're looking at. I think the tra- problem I have with the White Sox guys is they all hit, all their pitchers are like number three pitchers. Right. I don't think Giolito's an ace. I don't think uh, any of their pitchers, Lynn, I think Lynn caught lightning in the bottle. So I think if you're going to look at the weakness of the White Sox, they have good starters, dependable starters, all guys in the mid-threes or early fours. So I think they got a lot of, if you want to be generous, twos, but more threes. Uh, as starters. I don't see an ace in that rotation. Dave, I share my concern there because all those guys had career years, including Rodon, who now Mm -hmm. goes to San Francisco. So it's like, can they duplicate that? Well, and I got to say this, Mike, and you know this better than most, and I know it just from last year being in Chicago when Tony La Russa was there. He was the lightning rod. He was taking all the criticism, and maybe, Mike, that was by design because I felt like if they had won last year, which they did not, as we know in the postseason, they weren't going to give credit to to Tony anyway. What about La Russa going into year two now there as the skipper? Because all he's done is win everywhere he's been. Do you think now that that monkey is off the hat, off his back, are, is the city going to embrace him if he does lead the White Sox to where they want to go? Well, Dave, I'm not going to brag. This might not come as a surprise to you, considering the Mitch Trubisky stuff either. But I was one of the few guys that was on the Russa bandwagon. You just don't have a guy with those kind of credentials and think he forgot. It's not like he's got to lift weights. He's got to do the ball playing. <laughs> Uh, but the DUI, uh, you know, in the DUI did cause a problem for him early. Uh, I think it was important that they did what they did in the division to give him credibility. It didn't help when they named a, a bar in the ballpark Larusa's Lounge. I mean, that was short-sighted, if you will. Uh, but I think he's a heck of a manager. Uh, drink at the hotel if you're going to have a cocktail. Um uh, but I'll tell you this, what, what was the hypocritical thing is there are a lot of guys reporting on why Larusa shouldn't manage because of his drinking and everything else. 
who had DUIs in their own life. So, uh, you know what? Everybody makes mistakes. He's still uh, one of the great managers of all time. I didn't like him the first time he was in Chicago. I thought he was too studious. Uh, back in the day, he didn't go out and argue when you could go out and argue calls, a big part of the game that's been taken away because of replay. Uh, he was more lawyerly type because he was a lawyer. Now, I mean, he's a statistician. And when he had that guy Mercedes, yeah. you know, swing the bat, hit the ball, when he had the takes on him, they sent him to the minor league. That's it. So it's going to be his way or the highway. Mike, let's move to the north side over on uh, Sheffield with the Chicago Cubs. Win total 74 and a half. And look, uh, the starting rotation couldn't have been any worse than it was last year. But they did add Wade Miley off waivers. Drew Smiley, one-year deal. Stroman becomes the really the ace yeah. of the staff. Hendricks is still there. 74 and a half for the Cubs in what looks like a two-team division. Do you think they overachieve and eclipse that number this year? Yeah, I think they go under. I do. I mean, I know you tried to excite me with the Wade Miley thing coming off waivers. <laughs> I know what you were doing there. Guys, guys, time to entice me. You know, this isn't your daddy's Wade Miley. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's just they didn't have to rebuild. We hear a lot of crying from uh, from Mr. Ricketts, and I like I like him. I think he I mean, they brought a World Series. You know what I mean? Uh, but what's complicated things for him is he wants to buy some soccer team. You know, uh, for for billions. So you're saying on one hand we're going to rebuild, or you know we want to bring the payroll down, and and on the other hand, and I'm not saying that they, you know, that both entities are in the same budgetary crisis. But when you're saying you want to buy a soccer team worth billions, it's hard for the fans to look and say, well, why are we breaking up this guy? Why is Schwarber gone? I mean, a lot of the guys that are gone, Bias, Bryant. I mean. I don't know if they were ever going to win with them again. You never know, though. Uh, but the way it is now, I mean, I never thought. I mean, I, I, I remember people predicting they'd win three World Series in 10 years right. after they won the first one. And now we're, we're talking they're going to win 74 ball games. So things have changed. I think COVID knocked them off their heels a little bit, like everybody else. But I thought they did a, a poor job of recovering from that. And I think that Mr. Ricketts, uh, you know, who brought up the whole neighborhood, and I understand it. Look, the man's a businessman, but it's just the mixed messages with the soccer team. Yeah, right now it's, it's not not the Cubs that we remember just from five, six years ago, that's for sure. Got about 90 nope. seconds to go, Mike. I want to ask you very quickly here. We saw Kansas just come out of the Chicago region to get to the Final Four there in the Windy City. What was it like having the March Madness back in Chicago post-COVID? Did it feel like Chicago was back? Yeah, I mean, it's coming back slowly but surely. I, I, I will tell you this. I, I, I've always wondered why Coach K doesn't get more love in Chicago. He grew up on, on 2900 Cortez Street. He grew up in Ukrainian Village mm-hmm. on the west side. His, his, his body, his whole, whole being has been uh, coming from Chicago. Went to coach at Weber High, Weber High School, went to Weber High School, went to Army. I mean, they should if they if he if he wins it all, they should hold a parade for him in Chicago, and he should welcome business back because he's probably and I within the city limits. Guys like Dick Butkus grew up here, Chris Dorge, Tina Turner. No doubt in my mind, he's the winningest person who ever uh, was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Absolutely love it. I just moved here from Ukrainian Village. I'd never saw Coach K though in my neighborhood. Great before. place, and his place is going for the place he used to live in. I think his parents go for nickels and dimes, going for seven hundred fifty G's right now. So awesome, <laughs> Mike. Love having you on again. I'll follow him on Twitter at North to North. He knows Chicago like I don't think there's anybody else that knows it quite like Mike Ward. Mike, appreciate the time. The information as always. We'll catch up again soon. Come on back. Going to put a bow on this edition of the Lombardi Line right here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Come on out. You can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up today with BetMGM or log on to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi Line here on a Tuesday at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And I check Twitter in between the break, Wes, and I have messages galore about Tiger Woods. It's happening! It's happening! TW, as they call him, or the big cat, as others call him, touched down at Augusta National. Apparently, he and his son, Charlie, it's the last time we saw Tiger in competition, Mm -hmm. was with his son, Charlie. They might be doing that little walk today at Augusta. Maybe Charlie, I don't know if it's be his first round playing in Augusta, The question, of course, now is some people believe this is all for show. Some people believe this is Tiger Woods gearing up for a return to play competitive golf, possibly as soon as next Thursday, putting that peg in the ground for round number one. Look, he just wanted it in 2019, not that long ago. A year ago, we were hoping that he would just be able to walk again. Now, possibly to walk if he makes the cut, if he plays four days at Augusta National, I don't know if this would be the best sports story of the year, but Wes, mm-hmm. it's going to be on that short list if he does, in fact. Yeah, and apparently this from Bob Harrig at ESPN. Charlie was on the range there at Augusta National hitting balls. A couple players making their way there early to do some prep work. Justin Thomas also mm-hmm. on the grounds there at Augusta National today. And because of these reports, there are some shops that did cut Tiger's price. I think uh, I think BetMGM had him sixty-six to one and moved to fifty to one. Now I, he should be way higher than fifty to one. But look, betters are going to bet Tiger because they like to root for him. So you know, I guess why give away you know a cookie, even though I don't necessarily think fifty to one is like what the true odds should be or what even the fair odds should be. I know uh, the folks over there at uh, Westgate Superbook went ahead and kept him right at a hundred to one. Uh, one thing to keep in mind too: let's say he does play. Uh, or if he does, or if even if he doesn't play for that matter, keep in mind that you want to check your house rules on these golf futures because there are some shops that are action where where it's like, okay, I'm going to bet Tiger Woods. We got him because he he's qualified for the field because obviously as a former champion, you're exempt uh, for life. And I'm sure he'll be on the grounds next week for Hideki Matsuyama being the host of the champion's be dinner. All, yep. all, all the former players wear the green jackets and they go to dinner. So on uh, that uh, Wednesday night. So he's going to be on the grounds, but 
Check your shop, though, if he is going to play. And even if you bet him and he's not action, some books do not refund non-starters. Some books do. I think, you know, standard procedure. Usually they wait until after the tournament, by the way. Like, let's say you get a guy that you bet and he withdraws. You're not going to get the refund necessarily until after the tournament is concluded. But, you know, check if you're going to be doing that, if you're going to be betting Tiger, and he is not going to make my card for Augusta National next week. Because why would he? Because I don't even know if the guy can walk yet. So uh, that's that's the part here, Wes, because we are taking those leaps of faith. And, you know, you're seeing what social media is putting out there. Tiger clearly is being very secretive about this. If, If Tiger wanted you to know, you would have known, yes or no. But knowing what little we actually do know about the man, other than what the public persona is, Wes, I can't believe he's there just to show Charlie the ropes right. at Augusta. No, right? he's going to try to see to see if he can play. And, I mean, we've, we've seen him at least – when he was out there for the Genesis Invitational, obviously him and his foundation they had a car. Host, host that event. Yeah, and, and he was up there in the booth with Jim Nance and Nick Faldo on CBS mm-hmm. and talking. And, you know, he was, you know, saying and was candid, I think, in terms of his uh, press conference. Like, you know, I'm just trying to get used to walking again. So, you know, two months after that, is he going to be ready to go? So I, I, I think, look, he's given it a try because it's the Masters. If it was probably anything else, I, I think he would forego it. But we shall see. But I just wanted to give that word yeah. of caution if people were going to be betting him in terms of futures. I'm interested to see if even he tries to play what the matchup price is. I'm sure you would have a lot of the wise guy betters in the golf world go ahead and bet against that because it's like, hey, maybe he starts and then it's like, hey, I can't make it. Right. You know, I play a few holes and it's like, I just can't physically do it. So when you're betting golf matchups, especially tournament matchups, uh, if a guy tees off, the matchup is official. If he withdraws before the matchup, then it's a, then it's no action. But let's say he gets out there and plays five holes, and whoever he's matched up with in an individual matchup shoots like 82 or something like that. That guy that shoots the 82 still wins because the guy that shot the 82 completed the round. So that's just something, you know, for golf bettors that are maybe new to the market, that that's how it works. Very quickly, Wes, and I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but at most tournaments, like some people I'm sure out there are going, well, this is, you know, you're taking a spot from a guy who, you know, you should probably make this decision. You don't have to do that if you're Tiger, right? You're not really taking a spot, though, here because it is a limited. This is an invitation field only. It's not an open. I think right now there's 91 players, maybe an extra one here if somebody that's not qualified wins the Valero. So, look. That's the thing of the Masters. When you win that tournament, you're exempt for life until you physically, you know, can't do it anymore or age kind of catches mm-hmm. up with you. And but it's then, on your time you know, frame when you I mean, decide. you see guys there playing in their 70s, you That's know, right. the, the Larry Mises and the Sandy Lyles that, you know, aren't really playing very often anymore. Might only play one or two events a year, and this is one of them. So he's entitled to that spot. Absolutely. So it could come down to literally next week when Hideki Matsuyama has that dinner. We don't know. Tiger might not have announced by then. So mm-hmm. You could be waiting a little while, people. To but he is out. officially on the entry list. He, he is. is not withdrawn like Phil Mickelson has, so he's a, he's officially part of the field as of now. We'll give a long tease for next Tuesday. We're going to have Carl Paulson, who will be on the grounds at Augusta National from Sirius XM uh, Radio. Of course, former PGA Tour player and a buddy of mine from high school is going to be there. So maybe he'll give us some inside scoop on Tiger and what he's seeing down there. He's already down at Augusta National as we speak. Okay, uh, before we sign off for the day, let's get back to the Final Four here. And I thought it was very interesting conversation obviously with UNC and Duke which way we think the line might go so depending on the number here which right now is four and that total is 151 you know it is it is interesting and Harry Gagnon really likes the over in this play do you anticipate that total to go up before we tip off on Saturday night? it might I don't know how much it's going to go up because look we are in a dome we are in the Caesar Superdome down right. there in New Orleans so it's like Okay, I understand why people are going to like the over when you look at the two meetings, 87 to 67 in the first meeting in Chapel Hill and then 94, 81. So obviously those were higher scores than the total that we see here. And uh, just judging by like what the uh, the uh, metrics guys make it, I think that they were making it something like 154 or something like that. Uh, my small lean, at least at this standpoint, would be to the under. But I'm obviously I could get maybe a better number. Sure. 
sure. as we get closer to tip time on Saturday, 849 Eastern, the second game of the, uh, of the semifinals. So I'll probably wait if I like the total. And, you know, if betters believe what they saw last, what they saw in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight were a lot of low-scoring games. I think, I think only one of those games went over, and uh, and and it, and it went barely over. All the all the first half unders, uh, you kind of saw that materialize. Even that Arkansas Duke game that looked like an over game, depending on your number, might stay done. Fell a little short, maybe by a point or a half a point or so. So. You know, with these two teams, I, I fully expect over support here, but the sight lines we mentioned are different in terms of uh, the shooting backdrops mm-hmm. here that it takes a little bit to get used to because they don't really play in this type of arena all season long. In terms of the point spread, I think it's probably going to stay. I agree with Harry Gagnon. I think it's going to stay right where it is. There's going to be enough anti-case sentiment because right. betters do bet their emotions, you know, even though it's not the right thing to do, but new betters in the market are going to bet their emotions. So they're going to say, yeah, we want that K to get B. We want that rat to get beat. So <laughs> they're going to bet North Carolina. So I think it's probably going to stay right around four here. With the Kansas Villanova game, and we mentioned the injury to Moore, that's a, a huge loss for them, almost 15 points per game out of that Villanova Wildcats lineup here. I do look at the under at one. 133, and the the side here is, of course, four and a half for Kansas. But maybe that first half under would be another good play here because I can't imagine that Villanova wants to run with Rock Chalk Jayhawk. They don't, but will Kansas be able to force the pace is going to be the question. Uh, I would lean a little bit with the under. I have not decided to play this. If I'm going to play Villanova, though, like I urged earlier, advised earlier in the show, Wait on it. Yes. Because I think you may get five or five and a half. I don't think it's going to go out of control. These numbers are as tight as they can be when you've only got four teams left. So I don't think it's just going to skyrocket, but you might get a five or a five and a half. Every half point matters. Uh, Villanova just going to be really shorthanded without more. And this is going to be a big step up moment for uh, Brian Antoine and Chris Archidiacono. Cannot wait for the final four on Saturday night. Thanks to Wes Reynolds. As always, Mike North, Harry Gagnon, Will Hill, and of course, our producer, Matt Santos. Thanks for watching the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.